Welcome to the Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego, creator of Revival, a fitness and health enthusiast, food creator, and entrepreneur. I have dedicated my life to empowering the intuitive freedom for the fitness-loving, health-adoring, and foodie at heart who craves to have the damn cake and eat it too. In this podcast, we bring you episodes that are going to help you spark your revival and enhance your life through insights on all things wellness, nutrition, personal development, and business related. From myself and many other insightful guests whose message is going to ignite and flourish the light within you. Now let's see what sparks your revival. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego. I just like threw my arms up in the air when I said that, as if y'all can see me. Um, I am your host, Jack Gallego, and today we are going to be talking all about macros. So here lately, I have been getting asked a lot about how people should track them, what they should be fluctuating them to, how they should be fluctuating them, what their macros should even be, if they should even be counting them, and all that stuff. So we are going to answer all of that today. Also, I'm really excited about this podcast because I can talk so freaking much, and I know you guys out there, I know this is something that y'all also want to learn more about, so I'm super excited to give you all of this information in one gigantic, awesome podcast. So let's go. So first, we're going to start off with my experience with macros and everything that I went through that I know that y'all can relate to and that y'all can learn from. Um, So when I first got into counting macros, it was, I believe it was like two, it's probably like three years ago. And that's when I really got into fitness. And the only reason that I did it was because I was getting super into fitness and I signed up with a coach and her name was Katie Hearn. And she has like these eight week challenges that we see all plastered all over Instagram. We see these eight week challenges posted all over Instagram. And I was like, you know what? I was just finishing culinary school and I felt like I'd gained a little bit of weight just from working in bakeries, working in kitchens, just going to culinary school and not really focusing on my nutrition. Um, So I just really wanted to make a change. And I saw her and I was like, wow, this woman looks so amazing. And at that point in my life, like I never really lifted weights or anything. All I did was run. That was it. I would just go to the gym and I would run for an hour and that was my workout. And then I would lift like if I wanted to, but it wasn't like actually lifting. It was just more of like cluelessly following girls around the gym and seeing what they were doing. So like I said, I had just graduated culinary school. I really wanted to change my body. And I saw Katie Hearn. It was weird. One of the girls in my class showed me her and was like, holy shit, look at this girl. And I was like, damn, she looks good as fuck. And then I was like, she offers fitnesses pro she offers fitness programs. Like this is my time. This is when I should do it. Like it just felt right. And I was like, you know what? I want to make a change. I want to be accountable. And so I just did it. I tried it and I actually like fell in love with it. I'm in the eight week challenge and in that challenge, they, she offered to calculate your macros and all this whatnot. I had never even, I never knew what a fucking macro was. I did not, I had no education. I had no knowledge about it. All I knew was that it was offered in this training program. So I was like, sure, I'm going to do it because I want to make extreme changes and I want to be like dedicated AF. So I'm going to count my macros. Um, Again, no education about it, no knowledge about anything macro whatsoever. 
So I'm in the program and she tells you to calculate your macros based off of a macro calculator just to get like a somewhat of an idea of what your macros are going to be. So I did gave them to her and obviously like I put the, I calculated it so I would lose as much fat as possible because in my eyes I was like, I'm going to lose as much fat as I possibly can in the shortest amount of time. Doesn't everybody? That's like American dream right there. <laughs> Anyways, I calculated my macros like myself and then I sent them to her and then they would like adjust them periodically throughout the eight week process and I just went with it like I had no knowledge on what a carb dense food was I had knowledge of food like obviously I went to culinary school but it wasn't in terms of what is the most nutrient dense food that's going to be the most voluminous like I didn't understand that I would more so consume my carbs with things like potatoes and apples, like the most carb dense food you possibly could. And so throughout that eight week period, I was pretty fucking hungry at all hours of the day. Like I was cluelessly starving myself. And it was not, I would say it was fun. But for my body, it wasn't because I was so fucking hungry all hours of the day. But in my eyes, like, I didn't know any different. I was just doing what I was told. And I was like, shit, this is what you got to do to try and lose weight. And I'd see all my friends, like, eating and eating and eating and being so small. And I was like, what the fuck? Why can't I do that? Like, my body just sucks. Well, anyways, got done with the challenge. And then I just really wanted to keep doing it. So I kept doing it. I kept counting my macros. I would re-enroll for a new challenge when the time came and that ended up me counting macros for like a solid two years and I'm not a bikini competitor I'm not any kind of competitor there was no reason for me to calculate any macros for two years but my mind just became very obsessive over it and that's one of the other things that I'm going to touch on later is that it became an obsession for me and any, anything to any extreme is never healthy for your body. The whole thought process for me was, okay, I want results. I see these people counting macros and they're getting results. So therefore I should count macros if I want results and if I want to continue to get results. And if I want to really be dedicated AF, I want to go the extra mile. But in reality, like that's not necessary and that's not, that's not how it works. So all these challenges, challenge after challenge after challenge, the expenses added up quite a bit. And yeah, I was working a lot. So for me, it wasn't that big of an expense, but still like it adds up over time continuously doing these eight week challenges. So what I tried to do afterwards is I was like, you know what? I have knowledge about this. I've been having people do it for, I've been having people calculate my macros and my workouts for a little bit. Like I can do it myself. And so then I went into aimlessly tracking my macros and being my own coach, which was just not a very good idea because then I went into this bulking phase of what I thought was bulking and I just kept increasing my macros, increasing them, increasing them, increasing them because I had seen these girls do it and I was like, you know what? Like I just keep increasing it. My body's going to adjust. Well, that's not what happened. My body did not adjust. So I ended up gaining about a good 20 to 25 pounds. Felt super uncomfortable in my own skin. But I was like, I'm counting macros. Like, I'm counting macros. I'm being dedicated. I'm being consistent. I'm slowly increasing them. And I'm my workouts, like, I'm, I'm doing what everyone's telling me to do. But why am I gaining all this weight? So that led into 
still like, <laughs> even though I had gained 20, 25 pounds, like literally the entire time I was counting my macros as meticulously as possible. And like obsessively when, when I would put coffee creamer into my coffee, I would make sure I poured the creamer into a tablespoon so I could make sure that I got the exact amount or I weighed out every single thing I ate. Like even if I went to a restaurant, I would usually just be like, oh, I ate before. And that was mostly just so that I didn't have to worry about having to not have my scale in public. After going through all of that, I finally, it hit me like, okay, I'm not 100% knowledgeable about this enough to do it for myself. But I learned a lot going through that. I learned what my body responded to the best. I learned what was really harsh on my body. And I, I really, really learned how to look at foods in terms of numbers. But that was also like my catch 22, which was it it was good to know how to look at food as numbers, but then it was also bad to equally obsess over food as numbers. So this turned into here recently, which was when I say here recently, okay, so a year ago, I decided to go on a cut because I just wanted to see how far I could go. I wanted to see, I was like, you know what? I've learned a lot. I know what my body can do and I know I can put in the work. And so I went into a cutting phase and I had another girl help me. So this is very crucial. I had another person help me, keep me accountable. She was my coach. And I just went into it with so much better of a mindset because I knew what macros were. I knew what my body responded to. And I knew exactly what I was going to have to go through in order to get to where I wanted to be. So at this fort, for this cutting phase, I completely had to starve myself, um, which is not healthy at all. I mean, that's, that's the truth of the matter is that when people get super lean as hell, they're usually having to incorporate some kind of lower carb diet of some sort, unless they're just genetically fucking gifted as hell, which props to you if you are. But I went through this phase and I was working out meticulously. I was counting my macros down to the gram and I was hungry. And that was the thing. Even though I had learned how to incorporate more nutrient dense and more voluminous foods into my diet, I was still so freaking hungry. And that's because I was working out like no freaking other, doing cardio like no other, lifting like no other. My body was just like, holy shit, bitch. Like, I don't care what you do. We hungry. Like, we're fucking hungry. And during that phase, I would say I lost almost about 20 pounds and I got really, really lean. But the thing is, is even though I got really lean, I got the body I'd always dreamed of. I literally got a six pack. It was fucking awesome. It was so cool to see that I was capable of doing that. And like I, like I was capable of reaching that dream physique. I had always been like, yeah, that would be so cool to have abs. Well, I did it. But there was no way, no freaking way that I would be able to do that forever. There was no freaking way because it's, it's not healthy and it's not realistic to say you're going to count macros every single day of your life for the rest of your life and especially have them extremely, extremely low. So for me, it was like, it was really cool, but it was also an eye opener because I was like, I can't have this body forever. And I know I can't because I don't want to live this way. Like, yes, I would love to have this body forever. That would be amazing. 
but I am starving, I am hungry, and I don't want to be chained to a scale for the rest of my life, whether whether it's a food scale or just a body scale that you're weighing yourself. Like I was glued to the two of those, either weighing out my food or weighing me out. And I was just like, I don't want to be like this forever. I don't want to obsess over every single angle of my body forever. That's just not the way that I want to live. I just want to, I just want to be intuitive. And that's where I've came at to my life right now is I just want to work out to work out. I want to eat to eat and I just want to feel good. But it took going through all of that in order to get me to where I was for my life, like for the way the universe had my life aligned. I had to go through those huge weight gains, those huge weight losses to realize what I actually did want. I had to go through my dream physique and lose my dream physique in order to get to where I wanted. So I felt like that was super important to explain to y'all because it just gives you my side of the story on how I view macros. I don't see them as being realistic, but I do see them as being like, they will get shit done. You will get shit done if you are counting macros, but you can also get shit done if you are not because of the knowledge that they provide you with. So that's where we're going to move on next. Next, we're going to talk about just like what are macros? Because if you are listening to this podcast and you are interested, then you need, you want to be educated about this. That's a whole reason why you're listening to this. You want to be educated about it. You don't, you don't want to walk into this blindly as I did when I first started. And I just let someone drop my carbs all the way down to like 90 grams a day or 60 grams a day just because I thought it was the right thing to do. You want to go into this more educated with the foundation so you know what to be expected, you know the whole premise of it. So macros are your proteins, they are your fats, and they are your carbs. Now those three things, when you enter a fitness challenge and people say they're going to like adjust your macros, they're going to be adjusting your protein, your fats, and your carbs. Those are really the only three things that they're going to be adjusting. And then not to say they won't be adjusting your workouts and all that, but for macro purposes, protein, fats, carbs. Protein, it's about one gram. You can you can say for protein, it's on average about one gram per pound of lean body mass. So higher protein, you don't necessarily, like say if you weigh 150 pounds, you don't necessarily have to have 150 grams of protein. It's always dependent upon your body because they're vegan bodybuilders and you know they don't get that much protein there's no freaking way unless they're just down in some vegan protein powder so all of this is also takes into account your own body and your unique metabolism yourself so there are other things besides macros that are super freaking crucial when it comes to counting them, and that is your fiber, your water, and your overall nutrients. Now, when you go to count your macros, when you count your proteins, when you count your fats, when you're counting your carbs, you can lose sight of the nutrients that you're actually getting from the food because you're only focused on the actual macros. You're only focused on the main macros not the micronutrients that go into making those macros. And that is so freaking crucial. And that's why macro counting, that's where the whole, if it fits your macros, the if it, yeah, I-I-F-Y-M. I didn't know, I couldn't remember if it was I-F-F-Y-M, but it's I-I-F-Y-M. That's the whole, if it fits your macros. And that cannot be 
a very healthy way for you to live your life because that doesn't take into account any of the micronutrients that you need in order to add longevity to your body, to your life. It doesn't take into account any of the fiber and it doesn't take into account any of the water. And those are three things that I also really lost sight of when I was counting because I was so obsessed with hitting this number, with hitting 90 grams of carbs a day, with hitting 100 grams of protein a day that I didn't even think about, you know, what, what nutrients am I giving my body from this? I know I had no thought about that or like how much water am I consuming or you know what like am I even getting enough fiber like those are not things that I thought about that are so freaking important when it comes to just freaking living a healthy lifestyle now that you're listening you're probably like well she's not really making this sound very good like I don't really feel like I want to count them but but I'm going to take this, I'm going to steer this right back. So we're going to talk about the pros and the cons of macro counting. Because I know right now you're probably like, what the fuck? Like, she's not making this sound like a good case. So there is pros and there are, there is pros. Oh my God. I have lived in Tampa for too long. There is pros. There are pros of counting your macros and there are cons just with everything. So we're going to go through those right now. The biggest pro from counting your macros is that you will educate the hell out of yourself if you go into it with that mindset. If you're just wanting to count macros to make a change, that's great. But if you want to have longevity in what you're doing and you want to be able to make a change, even if you're not counting macros and you don't want to be chained to a scale, you can really learn a lot because you will learn what your body responds more, uh, what your body responds better to what your body doesn't respond better to, what makes your body feel the best, what doesn't make your body feel the best. For example, my experience with counting macros, my body doesn't do well with high fats. I, I tend to like hold a lot of water weight when it comes to them. My body does so much better when I have lower fats, which I wouldn't say like extremely low, just like lower ratio wise. My body does so much better with a lower fat ratio and a higher carb ratio and a good amount of protein. Because if I do not have protein or at least a good amount of protein in my diet each day, I get extreme migraines so much worse than if I lower my carbs for me, protein is crucial. So you really begin to learn things like that because say maybe you thought that if you got a migraine, it was always carbs, but say you're on a low, low carb diet and you're never getting migraines, you're just getting tired. It's like, okay, well then it's actually not the carbs. So then it kind of kills all those old wives tales that you've heard before, but you have to go into it with the mindset that you want to learn and that you want to educate yourself. Counting macros will also really help teach you about portion sizes. And I'm not saying like it'll teach you to only use one serving of cereal. Like, no, that's not it. It's not like it's it's only going to teach you to use one serving of every item that you've ever touched. No, it'll just teach you what one serving actually looks like. And it'll teach you like, what 20 grams of carbs looks like when it comes to rice. It'll teach you what 20 grams of carbs looks like when it comes to broccoli. It'll teach you just so much more of that. And it'll really be a learning experience. You can be like, oh, like say when you're done counting macros later on in life, you can be like, oh, I don't want that many carbs. So you already know how much to put on your plate without even having to weigh anything out. And that's when you get into that amazing as ever intuitive mindset. Something else that you also really, really learn when it comes to counting macros is where your body stores the most body fat. 
as women, we always love to say that we store it the most like in our hips or in our thighs or our lower body. But until you actually go through it, you could not hold body fat there. Yes, the majority of people do. Yes, it might be you, but that's not necessarily, that's not to say that it is you. I noticed that I, the last place that I ever lose weight is in my waist. That is the last place. I will lose weight in my legs before I will lose weight in my waist. So that's something that I have learned and I pay attention to, you know, if I am wanting to lose a little bit of weight or if like I'm not trying to, I'll notice that my shoulders thin out first and then my legs and then my waist. So you really learn stuff like that because I have friends that they hold a lot on their hips or they hold a lot in their back. So you just really learn a lot. So the biggest pro of counting your macros is the education you can get behind it. But you literally, I cannot say this enough, you have to go into it with that mindset or else you will not learn anything and you'll just obsess over number, 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 number. Now we're going to go into the cons about counting your macros. The biggest con, well, no, I wouldn't say this is the biggest con. All of these are really big cons, but you will become a systematic robot and not even intentionally, but it will encourage you or discourage you. Yeah, it will discourage you from wanting to be creative with your meals. And that was one of the, the parts about it that I didn't enjoy at all because I love to cook. I cook for a living and I love being creative with my meals. I love just throwing shit in the pan and not even paying attention to what I'm throwing in there and just making shit taste so fucking good. But when you're counting your macros, if you're throwing something in the pan, like you gotta count it, you gotta weigh it out. And so it made me become extremely uncreative with all the meals that I was doing. And if I wanted to be creative with them, I would have to meticulously weigh out every single ingredient, every single oil, every single carb to make sure that I was getting the serving of macro ratios that I was supposed to be getting. So it just makes you become the systematic robot that is obsessed with numbers. And it's just, that's not fun for me. <laughs> and then, and then, um, when you're counting your macros, you learn that you want more voluminous foods, especially when you're dieting. You want though you want 20 grams of broccoli versus 20 grams of sweet potatoes because when you weigh them out, you'll see you're gonna eat be able to eat a lot more broccoli. And you kind of it's kind of like a game. You're like, oh my god, how much can I actually eat? Like, what's the most I can eat with the lowest amount of carbs that I can get? And it becomes like this weird game that you begin playing. And then because of that, you start consuming a lot of sugar free sweeteners or just sugar-free products and those will fuck up your stomach but you consume them because you say well if I get the sugar-free version I can eat as much of it as I want and it, your stomach will hurt like no fucking tomorrow so that was one of the things I used to do a lot was I'm obsessed with coffee so I would get the sugar-free Torani like coffee syrups because I was like oh my god I can put as much of this as I want into my coffee and it's no carbs at all it's just sugar alcohols or I can get the sugar-free this or the sugar-free syrup sugar-free syrup fucks up your stomach like no tomorrow so you just begin to get into that mindset in terms of and not in terms of what can I get that's most nutrient dense. Instead, it's, oh my God, I can get sugar-free everything because I can eat so fucking much of it, which provides you no nutrients for your body, no benefits, no energy, no nothing. 
one of the cons about counting your macros is that you start obsessing over meal times and it starts to make you resent or to be scared to go out in public to eat because when you order a meal from a restaurant, you have no idea if they cooked it with oil, if they didn't, or how much of it they actually gave you, if it was four ounces, if it wasn't. So that was one of the things I began to not ever want to eat out because I had no idea what, what serving sizes I was getting. This is, there is one con about counting your macros that I feel like it is uh, my personal preference. All of this is my personal preference. It's my podcast. That's literally the entire point. Um, you came on here to listen to my opinion, not somebody else's opinion. So that's what we're going to do. But one of the things about counting macros that I believe is a con is that you start to incorporate cheat days because you want to YOLO and you want to have those freaking things that you dream about because your cravings are spiked up like no tomorrow since your calories are so freaking low. You begin craving everything. I remember when I was dieting, the one fucking thing I craved more than anything was some freaking chicken and waffles. That's all I ever wanted. All I ever wanted. I ate, when I had my cheat days, I would eat an entire serving plus pancakes of chicken and waffles. That is so disgusting and so unhealthy. And I actually had those same chicken and waffles probably like a month ago that I had when I was dieting and obsessing over them. They are not that good. So like it's literally, when you diet, your cravings are up like no freaking tomorrow. So you start incorporating cheat meals and you get hype as fuck because you go YOLO and you obsess over it all week and all you focus on is going to that one day so you can cheat the hell out of it and eat whatever the hell you want. But in my opinion, when you call something a cheat day, that is just creating a negative relationship with that food. I prefer to say treat meal because everyone needs to treat yourself. Like you are to treat yourself. But when you call it a cheat meal, you are then creating a negative relationship with that food, whether you like it or not. Even though there are people who have completely healthy relationships with food and they call it a cheat meal. They don't have to have that mental block, but I feel like for the majority of people, especially if you're listening to this, you relate to me and calling something a cheat meal will create that negative relationship that you don't want to have because then it's going to stay with you and you are going to always look at that food as a cheat meal. And as something that means that you are going off track and something that means like, ooh, like this, this has so much temptation in it. It's just not a good way to, to look at food. I rather look at it as, oh my God, like I'm treating the hell out of myself. Not like, yeah, I'm going against my diet and every single thing because I want to eat this because in reality, you can eat that whenever you want. It's just, do you want to, what are your goals, all that stuff. So that's uh, how I like to refer to it is as treat meals, like trick or treat, but not cheat meals. And so lastly, my last con, and I know you guys are like, yo, there's so many more freaking cons to this than there are pros, but it's all for, it's all for a reason. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There's still pros to it. There's still pros. But this con is that something that I also went through is I would get so tired of counting macros that it actually led me to eating more pre-packaged foods because the macros were already counted out. Now, how unhealthy is that? That is literally the least unhealthy way to live your life, the least healthy way to live your life. I would get so tired that I, I would get so tired of counting macros that 
I would just sometimes eat a prepackaged like granola bar instead, even though I really don't even like granola bars, but I didn't want to have to weigh anything out or even think. So I would eat stuff like granola bars. I would eat Pop-Tarts. I would eat like little cereal cups or just anything that was prepackaged, prepackaged like sandwiches or prepackaged wraps or Starbucks food because I could look it up on my fitness pal. But it got to that point where I was like, it's more worth it for me just to eat something prepackaged, doesn't have that much nutrients because I don't feel like weighing it out, but I want to hit my macros. So that was just a huge con for me because that's literally the least healthy thing you could freaking do to try and attain your dream body. Now that you have heard my experience, you've heard how I feel about macros, what I believe are pros, what I believe are cons, what they actually are. And I didn't really get to how you can track them. You can track them just by downloading this app. It's called My Fitness Pal. And all you do is like you load them in there and you can track your foods on this app. And like you can even scan barcodes. And that's why it is easier to just have something that's prepackaged. Because instead of entering in like, oh my God, this was five fat, this was 10 carb, this was 20 protein, like instead of doing that, you can literally just scan a barcode and it'll enter everything for you. So for me, that's why it was easier just to scan a barcode. But yeah, everything that you would ever do for macro counting, I recommend my fitness pal because it's super easy, super user friendly. Um, but do not use it to actually calculate your macros. Calculating your macros, you use just a macro calculator. You can find them on any website. Just make sure it's not a sketchy website. Go to like bodybuilding.com or something. But um, anyways, I want to get to who should be counting macros. Is it right for you? Is it right for you later on down the line? Is it right for you right now? Would you want to? Is this right for you? So I would say that macro counting is right for anyone who wants to learn. For anyone who wants to learn what their body responds to, how they would react to it, all of that stuff. If you are wanting to learn more so than make a change, then I would say that it is hella right for you because it's going to keep you accountable as hell and it's going to keep you consistent AF because there's no, there's honestly like, there's no better way to be consistent than with counting your macros because you know every single variable, you know exactly what to change versus if you're just trying to kind of eat intuitively, it's a little harder because you're like, well, I don't really know how much of this I'm eating. I'm just kind of eating when I'm hungry. But when you have a set number of macros, you know exactly how much of every single thing you're eating. So it's super easy to adjust something. You can say, you know, I want to lose weight. Let me try and lower my fats a little bit or lower my carbs and see which one my body responds to better. So if you want to learn and you want to make changes, but you want to learn, then I definitely recommend them because it will teach you a fuck ton about your body and how to live without them in the future. And I would say, I would also recommend counting macros to anyone who just wants to stop messing around and they want to make changes now. If you want to make changes now, it's a great way to go because again, it just keeps you accountable as hell and it will, it will work for you. But definitely make sure that you hire a coach that is going to help you, that truly cares about you, that truly wants to educate you as well, and that honestly wants the absolute best for you. Because this is something that is very, it can become very mentally draining. And when you're doing it yourself, like 
you just really want somebody who is going to really care about you and make your health the priority and not necessarily your body physical changes your health needs to be the main priority so if you want to learn and you want to make changes i definitely recommend it but also make sure that you have a great coach that you can trust more than anything because counting macros it isn't something that you should do forever because it's such an extreme but it will teach you so much about how to intuitively make those changes that you want to forever or how to stay consistent or any of that about your body so yeah that's it that's about that's about all i got for macros so i hope that you guys enjoyed this this is stuff that i have just been asked about so many times and it was really good just to get all that off my chest like whew. so yeah thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast and i can't wait to talk with y'all again peace Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Revival Podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review letting me know your thoughts. And remember, there is nothing more empowering than the ability to ignite your very own revival.